You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. and welcome. Thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check out other episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a quick warning to everybody listening to Movie Guys Podcast. Each show is spoiler-filled, and also, each episode is for mature audiences only. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. this movie rise of skywalker with my father i have seen every star wars movie in theaters with my father yes i'm also including the 1997 re-releases and i did not know what i had most fun with watch the movie or my father because he left the theater saying this was the best star wars movie he has ever seen he has watched these since 1977 he is a super fan. If he says this is the best Star Wars movie ever, can you disagree, Eric? I have a lot of questions, but I'm not going to disagree. I will not say that this is at by any means the worst. I think that crown might go to The Last Jedi uh, or maybe The Phantom Menace. That seems to be like everyone really seems to not like those Gungans for some reason. Misa doesn't know the hate. <laughs> Ryan, do you agree with my dad? Oh, no, absolutely not. I am almost on the opposite spectrum as your father. But here's the big difference. I'm not a fan of Star Wars. Like, I, I did not grow up on these. I think I was 16 or so before I watched the fir- my first Star Wars movie. Um, I just, I'm not a fan, so it, it's not going to hit me the same way that it's going to hit your father. Boo, Wendy um, Tusterberger. Boo. We can force you to watch this then. Well, it's not yes, fortunate. I've seen all the Star Wars. I just not, I just I'm not a fan. It's not a fan. Well, how about this? I'm gonna say this, okay? This is not a good movie, right? We have seen better this year, and I know Star Wars fans who say this is great. Put down your pitchforks. This isn't a good movie. This is a great Star Wars movie. I think that there's nine episodes now that you can make a difference between a Star Wars movie and a good movie. And this hits every note that a Star Wars movie should hit. That Avengers already hit. Yes, you're right. Oh, fuck fuck off. Sorry. Yeah, man. I was going to compare it to Avengers as well. Yeah, thank you. I I didn't want to make it to be that obvious, but I thought the movie was actually obvious already. Listen, I don't want to downplay it. I still enjoyed the movie. I really did. I genuinely did. The way that they uh, they took it, I I still have some some questions, but you know what? Those, Those are actually the better questions just because it encourages the conversation. We'll get into that. Um, just more about the, just Jedi questions, really just, you know, force related questions. But I think that as far as a movie, it took a lot, I'm sorry, sampled a lot from, uh, it's newly acquired, uh, rights. Wow. 
Okay, well, I'm not going to agree, but I I'm not going to beat a dead horse and have the whole episode about that. I but am it's... inevitable. And then, right. Tony, and then Tony Stark <laughs> says, I am Iron Man. And then Lord Palpatine or says, I am all the Sith. And then Ray, just, I'm all the Jedi or whatever the hell. And it's even like the, even the sound would turn down, you know, like even it, even it cut down for that. They even have the moment where everything all looks lost. And then they got the surprise of everyone coming to save them. Yeah. Check your left. Oh my God. Okay. You know, okay. (laughs) All right. So there's no secret that Papatine is back. Now it was a big head scratcher for me. And it was, I was, I was definitely of two faces on this one because when I first saw the trailer and the poster with Palpatine, the emperor, I'm like, but he's dead. But then I also had this like wave of fanboyness came over me and it was like, I get to see the emperor again. This is going to be so cool. Um, I think the way they brought him back was semi okay. Just because clearly JJ Abrams and Disney retconned everything that Ryan Johnson fucked up in The Last Jedi. And they say that the whole plan was to bring back Palpatine, but it wasn't. Their big villain was going to be Snoke. But we find out in this movie that Snoke is actually made by Palpatine. Do you A guys fart like... in the wind, dude. Snoke, it was nothing. It was nothing. Re- like, realistically built up to nothing. He was just a puppet the entire time. Like, and then he had just weak screen time. He gets killed immediately by a little backhanded trick by Kylo. It, he was nothing, dude. Snow, pass, pass. Well, see, no, no, here's the thing. He's not, he's not even worth the breadsticks. Get it, get him out of here. Hold on. Don't pass on fucking Snoke. The reason why you don't pass on Snoke is because of what Ryan Johnston did. Ryan Johnson killed Star Wars. It is his fault. I'm sorry, Ryan Johnson. I don't like any of your movies anyway. You're a terrible fucking director. So, well, that's that's a lie. We yeah, all know that. That's, that's, that's not a lie. It's not a lie. That's level, really. Just because, just because you fucking cream over George Washington and think this is this great little fucking movie that he made, that guy has no that's, reason to go into Star Wars. He fucked up. Those Star are Wars. actually two different guys. George Washington is David Gordon Green. You know who I? You know what I fucking meant. You know what I meant. I don't know, because Brick is not even close Thank to Thank you, Brick. I was, I was thinking of fucking Brick. That movie's fucking terrible. Thank you. It is actually not. Your opinion, sir, it's your opinion. You're allowed to have it, but I'm just going to flat out say you're wrong on that one. Okay. Well, he fucked up Star Wars. He fucked up the, one of the greatest franchises of all time, and now we have to How? get... Uh, okay, this is not a review of Last Jedi, but um, let's. But I know, but you're. Uh, I know, I know. It's not a review of Last Jedi, but it seems to me like your opinion of um, this movie is based on your hatred for the last movie. And I, I will agree. A lot of the stuff in this movie seems like a course correction, which is, I believe, the wrong thing to do. But I also don't believe Last Jedi is a is a bad movie. I think it is, he's attempting to take the mythology into a different direction and, instead of relying on the old stuff. Well, then, all right, let's let's dig deeper then, because what was actually retconned? I think that what was missed from The Last Jedi that we got to see at the start of The Rise of Skywalker were things of mentioning of of Rey's training, because we really got to see only glimpses of of that weak-ass training, really, in The Last Jedi, when really I think there should have been really more intense training, kind of like almost like a Dagobah-type training um, that 
Luke had gone through when he was with Yoda. And yes. then there was yeah. mention of Leia's training as well, too. Like, they brushed upon that. That could have been mentioned a bit more, especially because in The Last Jedi, Leia gets blown out of a spaceship and then floats her ass back into an airlock. Like, Absolutely. Though uh, so that would have been nice if I had some explanation. That, oh, yeah, hey, little, little, by the way, she's also uh, not just a... a, a a, a voyeur of the force. She's a full-on master now. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, the opening here of race training, I think, is great. I think it's J.J. Abrams saying, hey, we're sorry we fucked up Ray, who was a strong character. And finally, they made her a great... This was finally Ray's movie. Finally. Not even it was it Ray's movie, but we it was, a, it was a Han, Luke, and Leia movie, right? Because we had our Ray, Finn, and we had Poe. Finally, these three characters were together... For majority of the movie. And it's like, where was this before? I mean, they completely retconned the beginning right there by getting her trained by Leia. Perfect. Great. Wonderful. Now we know she's a badass. You do not like this, Ryan. No, I, don't, I mean, uh, and a lot of the things I don't like about the movie are things just are kind of thrown out there. Um, uh, the, the movie moves fast it goes from one thing to the next there's not a whole lot of depth like they're trying to give depth to the relationship between kylo and ray and i understand that because that's like that that is the main driving force it was the main driving force behind last jedi it's the main driving force behind this movie as well um but just the way it's presented it doesn't have much depth to it it's all surface value surface level for me and i think my biggest issue is they do a lot of things with like the concept of the Jedi and the Force and all this, all this stuff that we've grown accustomed to. That, I, like I said, I'm not a fan of Star Wars. I have not delved into any of comics, extended universe stuff, any of the Disney branded uh, books, any of that stuff. So it might be explained there, but I don't feel like they explain certain things that well compared to what I've seen in previous movies, especially like the Force sensing. Like I, they show that in the, like the first movie some in the second movie but like here it's like every time there's a big moment it cuts to somebody and they're just like oh no oh uh, no that is that is a very typical star wars trope that's the let me just give you an example um in empire strikes back where luke gets his hand cut off and he's at the bottom of cloud city and he's calling out for leia it fades to her saying luke she knows where luke is and she directs Lando to have the Millennium Falcon to go pick him up and save him. So we've seen this right. before. But but that's once in the movie. That's once in that one movie. It happens literally, I don't know, literally, but happens from what I can remember like five times. You have you have it happen with uh, Ray, it happens with Kylo, Finn gets it for some reason uh they're able to figure out Chewie's still alive just by sensing yeah. it. What and like the those, hell? those are shortcuts. Those are shortcuts, and those those are annoying. Finn feels it. The fuck he does. <laughs> I will agree on that one. Finn is just a rogue stormtrooper, just like Han was a you know well, scruffed up nerf herder. There's no reason I he should feel the force. That he was special. I thought that he woke out of whatever trance stormtrooper trance that he was in. Because of some sort of uh, ripple in the force or, or something that was able to target him. That I had explained, but now in this movie, he meets the deserters, which are a bunch of stormtroopers who they apparently just woke up out of the spell as well. 
And there's no there's just... no spell, Eric. I'm sorry to interrupt you and cut you off, but there's no spell because in the because in the Force Awakens, I, what he I'm trying to do say it not figuratively spell. I, I get what you mean. Yes, but you, he just you know what I mean. It. Like they, they 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 kind of were trained to do this, and then when put into the action, they went, oh, whoa, whoa, no, this is actually kind of fucked up, and then they they didn't do it. Well, it's because it's because they were kidnapped as children. Finn was kidnapped as a child too. We find out in the Force Awakens he was kidnapped. So this is all that they've learned and 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 know about. And when push comes to shove, they realize while wow, we're innocent, we are killing innocent beings, people, whatever. Uh, this is kind of fucked up. Not every stormtrooper, you know. So either that's way, fine. they're they're all in the same. Is what I'm trying to say is that they are all kind of in the same group. Finn is nothing more than just a, another one of the Lost Boys on this uh, Endor. Are they on Endor? On this? No, they're not. Uh, they're on, they are on the moon of Endor. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, that's a, he's, he's one of, he's one of the, the new found members of that group. Speaking of, uh, of, of, of retconning, Eric, I wanted to hear your opinion because I want to hear what Ryan said about this too, but there's no Captain Phasma in this movie. She's not even mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Well, What do you feel about that? Fucking, why not? She, I mean, listen, she, that, it's really a damn shame because she could have had a lot more, but instead she's now such a throwaway character. She miraculously survived the ending of the first movie into the second movie after being thrown into the trash compactor as the planet exploded. And, <laughs> and then she's, I about that. yeah, and then she's in the second movie, she just, Shut up. And then she, they do this weird teleportation thing where it's like continuity errors there. All right. I, I don't know what that was, but I, I would imagine Disney's just not going to answer any questions about that. But we did get a new droid in this movie, so that's a that's a plus. What's it? D-Zero? Is that his name? No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, oh, no, thanks. Before we go uh, on to other stuff says. in the new droids... Ryan, what about you? Do you have an opinion about them retconning and not doing Captain Phasma in this one? No, because she wasn't really important anyway. She was just there to sell toys. The one, the the retcon that I think is kind of troublesome and a little bothersome is Rose, uh, just because like they, I feel like that J.J. Abrams felt that they had to include Rose, but they don't really give her anything to do. Like she goes from being a like a, an important secondary character, a major secondary character in the previous movie, to just like she has what five lines or so, and they are they basically have no value. Like they're she's saying things we have already know, like we've already seen or are seeing on screen. Well, which is another issue I have with the writing in the movie. Well, what if this though? We've seen this before. See, this is why I'm not saying that this is a great movie. That's why I'm saying this is a good Star Wars movie because the same thing happened to Lando. She is our new Lando. Lando was a pretty big character in Empire Strikes Back, and then he was a nothing, didn't barely speak character in Return of the Jedi. And there's this thing on the internet going around is that is that people are comparing her to Lando because they shared the, almost the exact scream time in the last in the third movie of of each of their trilogy. So Dude, that's all I, I want to know is who the hell is bopping who? Okay, dude, is is Ray trying to get on Kylo is she, or Ben now? Is she trying to get with Poe? Is Finn definitely got Rose locked up? Does he love Ray? He was about to tell her something. We never found out what it was, by the way. And oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We never did. Yeah, and now he's got that new girl that he found on the planet who rides the, who's the deserter. 
or maybe that uh, she's going with Lando now, but Lando fell in love with Leia, but Leia's dead now. So, oh my god, the love triangle in this just keeps on expanding to like do all think sorts it, of shapes. Eric, do you think it would have been better if Captain Phasma would have turned into that bounty hunter that Poe knew when they were on that planet? Kind of help them out a little bit to be an interesting character change, or do you think that would have no? been? I, you know what? Like for honestly, because there's this part where General Hux has now gone rogue because of his dislike towards Kylo. Understandably so, we understand that Captain Phasma would have been on his team, and if she was still in the game, then like she could have, she would have maybe been with general hux then right in in his betrayal to go towards it not not side with the 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 rebels but to at least have kylo lose well okay yeah but what if is it is it okay how about this one for um for ryan is it a bad retcon that they just shot hux and just moved on and didn't even talk about it after that I mean, like, would it have been better, like what Erica's saying, if we would have found out that Hux and Phasma were together and Phasma was his bounty hunter? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like if... I mean, there's a way to play it, I guess. Like, you could write it in such a way where it could make sense. But I think, for me, if I see that on screen... Because we've never seen her and Poe in, uh, in the same scene together. So, I like, it, it, it could be a nice surprise. But if I, if I would have seen that, me personally... The first time I would have felt like that was too much. Like, because uh, one of the concepts that I, I have trouble grappling with is like how small they have made the story to where it makes it seem like like Jedi powers are hereditary. And I know the whole thing about midichlorians and whatnot, but I always I always took the Force as like this magical power. It's like a Harry Potter. Not all wizards are related, but if you're a non-wizard, you can become a wizard. Like if you come from Muggles, you can still be a wizard. It's because it's like this special thing that people like you just get. And so I never, I never took the force as hereditary, but it seems to me like this movie is trying to say that it's hereditary. I think it's hereditary towards the immediate family. Since we're talking about family, can somebody please go down the rabbit hole? Because I've seen the movie twice. How is Ray a Palpatine? He explains it. How is she a Palpatine? No idea. Well, it, the, the granddaughter. So her parents are Palpatine. Her dad is Palpatine's son. But. I thought the, does the timeline fit? No, not that. I, but but I thought in the movie they said that these two, this this man and this woman, took her into hiding, and and they were not related. But are, are you saying that that the man and the woman who who took her into hiding was Palpatine's son? I'm saying the father was Palpatine's son. I'm saying they had the baby. They were doing this regular, you know space things i guess they had the baby and when they had the baby palpatine got a you know got a signal which is like oh hot damn that's a hot baby you know that baby's oozing with force i'm gonna need that baby and the son was just like no dad you can't have this baby palpatine's just like i ain't asking i'm taking that baby and then the son was just like hey uh he turns to his wife he's like hey we gotta take we gotta take this baby and we gotta Throw it on Jakar. Right? How do you feel that. about that? That's basically the uh, the interpretation of that. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. It's, 
It's like a, it's like it's one of my my gripes with the movie overall is how it makes everything like this this space thing feel so small. And I get that it's the Skywalker saga we go through Anakin being a kid and like these movies deal with the Skywalkers. But to to bring back Palpatine as the villain for me, I don't know. It it to me it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. I, the thing I struggle with for with this specific instance is the timeline. Because I mean, we don't know how old Ray is. I always assume she's like, like 17, 18, maybe 19 years old. I don't know what the time lapse between the last movie and this movie is either. So, I mean, that's that's all up in the air. But I like when the Republic fell, Palpatine's already an old man. You know? So it for him to have... And even... I, I always thought Jedi, it, they were forbidden. I thought they were forbidden to procreate. Jedi. I was always not, under. Uh, he's a, he's not, a Sith. Not Sith. Jedi he's forbidden. Sith. Not not okay. Sith. Uh, okay. Uh, here's your answer, Ryan. But how do you, I thought a Sith was a Jedi that turns to the dark side. So he would have had to have been a Jedi at some point. Well, he was obviously not a Jedi. They, they don't give a fuck. No, Palpatine was not a Jedi before. He was not a Jedi before. Mm-hmm. He was trained in the dark arts. But to answer your question about the timeline, it is twenty years in between each trilogy. That's no, 30 years between uh, the ending of the, the sixth one and the beginning of the seventh one. That I know for a fact. Are you sure? Because I, I was reading it was 20 years. I read it was... Because uh, don't they mention he's been... like They mentioned they, they mentioned 30 years at some point in The Force Awakens. And I think it's 18 years between the end of uh, episode three and beginning of four. Because I think Luke's 18 at the beginning of episode four. That's the whole point, And that's what they were... What do we feel about seeing the... Um, graveyard of the old Death Star from Return of the Jedi and having that big battle between Rey and Kylo on that one. Eric, what do you feel about that? I mean, it it's... Uh, oh, the Goonies moment. Uh, yeah, that seemed okay. The Goonies moment? How is this a Goonies moment? So, they have a knife that they're able to retrieve by the way, through uh, treasure hunting standards. So that's already one uh, Goonies. Good. They went through the quicksand. They went through the tunnels. They found the guy, Chester Copperpot, and they <laughs> they got the key, <laughs> a.k.a. the dagger. And then they went to the place and uh, uh, to the planet where the the Death Star was, and Ray's just standing there, and she's like, oh, what do we do next? Oh, I figured it out, and then she took the dagger out. She she found the hidden compartment in the dagger, uh, and then she was able to line it up because she's within the proper distance that you have to be to do such a thing to the Death Star, and she lines it up perfectly to the Death Star, and she's like, oh, okay, I know where we gotta go. Don't even worry about it. And uh, And that's how that works. Son of a bitch. It's a fucking Goonies, man. You were right. This is pretty much a remake of Goonies. Wow. It's not that. I, this movie just samples a lot from other movies, I thought. And, and you know what? That might be a curse of 2019, or that could just could be a curse of um, maybe the influence of uh, where the writers got their, their, get their shit from. J.J. Abrams, obviously, is a big uh, person of adventure. You but know? do you think, though, but do you think, though, I think do you think, Eric, that they're playing it safe? I think that oh God origi- yes right because because the original trilogy is so beloved and then the prequels was very very lukewarm right 
It, it, you had a lot of upset people, but you had some happy people. And then this final trilogy has not had any ups and downs. It hasn't had any growing pains. This 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 last trilogy feels very fucking mediocre. And I think that this movie, Rise of Skywalker, was them just trying to be safe and just hit the notes to get through it because I would argue they're missing a movie in between this here. This feels like a four-hour movie cut down to two. Because you're right, uh, who was it, uh, Ryan or Eric was saying about, I think it was you, Ryan, about how um, Kylo and... Re- what? There's no depth to the characterization. There's no depth. Things happen there's, really quick. There's no depth. But I'm saying about you know about how at the end when Kylo and Rey uh, share a kiss at the end, it's like you could have explored more in another movie, or maybe Last Jedi could have told it better. Maybe. Yeah. No, I like I, I like the concept of the link between those two that they are that they are special in some way, and it's it's the the link between those two will, would allow them to control the good side or the bad side. I think that's an interesting concept. I just don't think it's handled well. I think it's handled a lot better in the last movie, in Last Jedi, and when they're setting it up. I just think the the end result isn't anything to write home about, and it, I I didn't feel that emotional thrill or that connection to it when the end does come. Well, here's a few things that I, I would have liked to change, enhance their relationship. Um, there's a part in when they are fighting on the Death Star where Finn comes and joins them. By the way, that's some bullshit. Um, I understand that Ray taking that schooner out or whatever the fuck and, uh, and battling the odds against these uh, 30-foot waves... Uh, to get to the Death Star to, to meet Kylo, I understand because you know we're led to believe that she's just kind of blind, uh, blindly driven by her her goal, you know, her and, and she's very ambitious and she's going to get there. And she's also, you know, tough as as hell and she's got the Force on her side. So why the hell not? Um, but then Finn was just like, well, we got to go after her, and then he just suddenly goes there too. Like it did, yeah. I actually actually agree with you, Eric. I call bullshit Almost because teleports? we. Yes, I hundred percent agree. I actually said it to my dad when we were leaving because dad was like, "This movie's so great." And I was like, "Yeah, it was really cool," but it's some bullshit that you know we follow her traveling to the Death Star, and you know the struggle of her getting to where she needed to get it to the Death Star, and then quick cut, there's Finn on top of it like he teleported. You're hundred percent right. And all he does is every time this happened like three times in this movie, I think that I can remember. It was that time there was a part when, uh, remember, she was hanging off of the ledge of the, uh, one of the Star Destroyers. And he got up uh, on the Millennium Falcon. And there's another time. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that he just yells. He just tries to put himself in these extreme situations just so he can go, Ray! That's it. Just so he can yell out her, her name. And then with outreached hand, just, Ray! And Buddy then Finn here. Force push. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Okay. It's just like God. You, you, you could have used one. you could have used that time to maybe enhance the tension between Kylo and Rey a bit more, or maybe fill in a, a bit more of a plot hole somewhere else, or talk about. I, I mean, I think you could use that somewhere else, but there's no point for for Finn to do that. You Finn could have talked and built the relationship a bit more with the the deserters. We could have found out a bit more about the deserters. We could have used that time to learn more about the Knights of Ren. Yeah, I know. Finally, they show the Knights of Ren in this movie, and I was like, "Where were these assholes the past two movies?" Yeah, well, they they came and went pretty pretty damn quick in this movie, so 
who cares about them? Um, do we got apparently their out? weakness is lightsaber? <laughs> Isn't that stormtroopers too? Do we got to call it the elephant in the room? Do we want to talk about Carrie Fisher's last performance because? You guys probably know this, but uh, she did not film any scenes in this movie. Those, All those scenes were uh, B-real or uh, rehearsal scenes that they copy and paste into this movie. Can you guys tell a difference? What do you think? I mean, there's some obvious spots where, like, when she has her back to the camera or she's not on screen and she's talking, you can tell. But, I mean, I think they do it really. The, the special effects in this movie, uh, the one thing I won't criticize, they're, the special effects are almost perfect in this movie. I think that's a good example of one. Eric, yeah, how about sure. you? What do you say? No, yeah. but I, I, absolutely. Like, these uh, CGI and the fight scenes were amazing to look at. I can only imagine what this looked like in, like, uh, IMAX 3D. Those battles were a lot. And seeing, like, uh, oh, that would have been so cool to see all those Star Destroyers. Those like, Star Destroyers playing was were cool. There's a lot of cool scenes. Or even uh, Palpatine's uh, lair. Just the, just some, some cube kind of just sitting in the middle of this uh, the, the Sith uh, home planet or hideout planet. You know what? Do you know what Palpatine remind me of in this? Uh, this kind of goes back to my 80s horror fanboyness. Um, he reminded me of in uh, Hellraiser 2. You guys ever see Hellraiser 2? No. What a long time ago. Well, the villain at the end of Hellraiser 2 had like this snake tube thing on top of his head. And he was kind of like a puppet on a string, if you want to think of it that way. You know what I mean? And then when we see Palpatine being lowered, it took me right back to Hellraiser 2. Then I kind of chuckled. I was like, ha, Palpatine's Hellraiser too. That's kind of funny. It reminded me of uh, Gladys from Portal series. Nice. Now, all those people in the arena in Palpatine's tomb at the end, were those Sith or were those just his followers? I assumed it was his followers. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. This is an ancient planet hidden from the grid, and then it went from private to public in the matter of an hour because... Everybody, everybody was there. Whole galaxy. The whole galaxy was there, and we never saw a single uh, other group of people helping besides our heroes. They're like, the cavalry's here with Lando, and it's like, no. Yeah. Not, Jesus. Yeah. So, Palpatine's dead. You know, we get the we get the big climactic with, with, uh, with uh, Rey and Kylo. Then we go back to Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's. A ranch on Tatooine, and Ray buries uh, Luke's lightsaber and Leia's, and then Ray pulls out her custom-made lightsaber, all black handle, and she twists a knob for the blade to come out, and it's yellow. To me, this is cool. Your guys' final thoughts on that? What do you guys think of her custom-made lightsaber that's yellow? Any thoughts? Ryan, do you want to? By this point, I was kind of zoned out and thought it was. I don't know. I thought the the epilogue was kind of unnecessary, but I mean, like I said, it, it, it's probably important to the fans, people that have invested a lot of time. That you know, it's probably very important to them. For me, I it, it didn't necessarily matter. Well, to me. the lightsaber colors do carry meaning, and I do appreciate that hers was the uh, the yellow, the gold uh, lightsaber at the end, which basically means that um, she's at like a, you know she's she's at S tier, she's peak. Green, green is Yoda, Luke level, right? Though, so like, so like, so like. No, uh, green, green is uh, these usually mean by level, what level you are within the Force, uh, like what type, what type of Force you are. So green is usually like a, a peace, 
a peacekeeper. You know what I mean? Uh, gotcha. Actions, action when necessary. Uh, red is some people put it with evil, um, but uh, I guess people say it because it's often used by um, dark side users. But red is usually synonymous with power. People who are just just very strong, powerful. Um, was it blue? Is like uh, justice. You know, like law, like peacekeepers, so lawmakers. What's the yellow mean then? I I'm guessing that that hers has to be like just the all time like highly skilled, like the top top light use top Jedi user. You know, like, she was doing shit in this Super Saiyan. She's right? it's super it's super Saiyan. That's that's what that means. All right, so I am I'm I'm curious to hear what your guys' popcorn ratings are. I, I really am because I do got there's a lot other to colors. Say by the way, rating. there's there's like black, there's purple. And, yeah, well, Orange. purple. Yeah, well, nice one. purple means you're a bad motherfucker. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of there's there's opaque, there's like white, there's there's a lot of weird weird colors. So we'll get into our popcorn because I got some final thoughts about the final Star Wars movie here in the Skywalker saga. But I'm gonna go with Ryan first since you did not grow up with Star Wars and you're not really a a Star Wars fan. You've seen them. But you're not a Star Wars fan, so I'm curious what you have to say, Ryan, about this movie. So, Ryan, what is your popcorn rating for The Rise of Skywalker? So, I don't know. I I, I was thinking about this, and I'm struggling between no bag and small bag. A no bag or a um, sm- Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's surprising. It's just this movie, watching it from my perspective not a fan i've seen the movies i enjoy i enjoy i think that force awakens is the best of the three i think it does go like the first movie is the best one and then it drops and drops um which is kind of how i feel about the original trilogy as well i think i think a new hope is the best star wars movie um but comparing this movie and and force awakens the they kind of do the same thing where force awakens uses now, they both use the old iconography to try to tell a story, to try to tell this story of the story of Rey and, and Kylo and, and, and all that stuff. And I think that the, the first movie is so much fun. The Force Awakens is an incredibly fun adventure movie. And this is an adventure movie, but I didn't find it to be very fun. It, it just it goes from it goes from point to point to point to point. You have an action beat, a little bit of story, action beat, a little bit of story. Uh, Kylo Ren, I get that they're force connected, but there are moments where like he has to like he has to be told where she is and things like that. And then and then he just shows up on the Death Star. I don't I, I might have zoned out. I don't remember anything uh, after because she grabs the Sith Finder. The Sith Wayfinder, that the, the the MacGuffin that exists now for some reason, and she she fights herself, only two which of is them. like you know, Luke, yeah, Luke fights uh, uh, Darth Vader in uh, the on Dagobah, and then it turns out to be you know his head in the in the in the helmet. But like she steps out of the room, and then he's just there, which I thought at first was a force projection, but no, he's literally fucking there. It yeah, it just happened. Um, but like the fight choreography is wonderful. The the special effects are fantastic. The set pieces are very well designed. It's just the story is not engaging in the slightest. It's all surface value. Um, things just happen. They and I, I understand adventure movies. Um, a lot of times they'll get the plot point and then you know short time later they'll fix it. But this the, they'll they'll resolve it. But like this one seems since it moves so fast, it seems like there's no time. To where they would, you would feel like they satisfactorily solved their problem. 
problem before they they actually solve it. Um, the thing with the dagger is annoying. The thing with Chewbacca is annoying. There's no emotional connection for me uh, at the ending. There's supposed to be this gravitas moment where Ben, you know, gets in, kills uh, all the Knights of Ren. They end up destroying Palpatine and all this stuff, and then uh, he, he sacrifices his life for her when they kiss. And and I, I don't know, is she making out with Leia because Leia is living through Ben at this moment? Um, what is what you know? What the fuck is the sort of thing with Han Solo that's going on with that cameo? I, it's just, is it necessary to go back to Tatooine because Leia is not you know from that you know she's from uh, or. Organa? Alderaan. No, is Alderaan. And like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go small. I'm going to go no bag. No bag on no this bag. one. No bag. Wow. No bag on Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. My my heart is breaking, Ryan. Okay, no bag. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have to deal with it. Eric, what is your popcorn rating for the Rise of Skywalker? Okay, so I... All in all, I did enjoy this movie, as I said, but there I just have a lot of questions that were, were from it that really was just like... <sighs> Actually, let me start off by saying, with the ending that we had from Kylo and, and Ray, would you guys be happier if we got to see Ray flip? If she actually did go dark side and was just convinced that this is like who I'm supposed to be? You know, and like the she she kind of convinced herself to it, and and you now have this flip where Ben doesn't know if he has the strength to do it to control the light, and he's afraid of it this entire time, and that's why he tried to embrace the dark, and suddenly he is now the light warrior, and she is this 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 Sith. Like that would be yeah. I think that would be a far more interesting ending because, I mean, he is a Skywalker, and technically. He's a solo, a but he's blood-related. Yeah. Like, so it, it could be, like, he is half Skywalker, so it could be the rise of Skywalker, literally. Yeah, it wouldn't be at all predictable, I think, to an average audience just because a lot of times we were led to believe that Rey is actually a Skywalker already. and So we're now told that she's a Palpatine. This is great. I think that that would have been a much better ending that we would have had here. Um, I don't understand why the fuck Finn is really doing anything in this movie, to be honest with you. I, I just really anything in this movie, in, to be honest with you. I, I don't know if he is there for comic relief. Um, I know that um, for some reason Disney likes to, to fill like these token needs, but he was a poorly written character in this movie. He could have had a lot more to do, uh, but instead he was just a tag along. And I think he was, they missed an opportunity with Finn. That's a damn shame. Um, Poe was, was cool, but I think he carried a lot of the movie. <laughs> and that's unfortunate because he had to do the same thing with The Last Jedi. He had to carry a lot of that unnecessarily. But that's just the uh, the gem that is Oscar Isaac. I I got to give this movie like a medium bag, I, I'd say. Eric, I can respect the medium bag more than I can respect Ryan's no bag. So I'm going to go ridiculous. I'm going to go a, a large bag for this one. I had so much fun watching this movie. And that is my sole review of a good movie versus a Star Wars movie. And a Star Wars movie is just a different kind of an experience. It hit every note that a fanboy like me loved. 
It had a lot of great ideas when it comes to the conclusion of the story. Uh, was it shoehorned that Ray turned out to be a Palpatine? Yeah, that was kind of shoehorned. It was unnecessary. But I had a lot of great time watching Ray. And I don't and I don't agree with Ryan at all or with you, Eric. I think Poe, Finn, and Ray, these three together when they're on screen, which they are a majority of this movie, is fun. It brought me back to Han, Luke, and Leia. It was really, really fun. And... I thought that it flowed a lot better than The Last Jedi. The, the Last Jedi just left a terrible taste in my mouth. More of a bad taste in my mouth than what Rey did when she drank the blue milk from the udders that Luke squirted from that sea cow. Like, mm-hmm. just just a bad taste. Like, you don't give Star Wars to a fancy pants artistic... Uh, art. Uh, what is it called? Uh, artistic director bullcrap. No. You mean... Autor. Autor. You for. do not give Star Wars to an auteur. You give Star Wars to George Lucas wannabe, uh, Steven Spielberg wannabe, J.J. Abrams, and you just make a good Star Wars movie, and that's what I got. Did you and guys I, count your lens flares? I did not see the lens I was looking for them, but then I zoned out. <laughs> I uh, really just enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it. I think it's a large bag. I think it was fun. I think it was fun. Th- if you're a Star Wars fan, it's fun. I had there were good moments when there was the part when we were led to believe that Chewbacca was on the transport ship and it was going up and she was going to force literally force it down and um, then Kylo comes and they start doing this little tug of war thing and she's flexing real hard and then that moment when the lightning comes out of her fingertips that's a pretty good moment right there it's a great moment there are a lot of great moments in this movie. And I had fun watching it, and I can't wait to buy it on Amazon Prime. But there are also a lot of ridiculous moments. And not as ridiculous as The Last Jedi. I think I think my main issue, I think what happened is, because they fired Colin Trevorrow, the guy that was originally supposed to direct it and uh, write, co-write and direct this movie, and they fired him um, after Book of Henry came out and was considered like one of the worst movies uh, of the year. And they had to scramble and like it was a big thing because they didn't want to they didn't want to move their date so they brought back jj abrams and i think that they they probably just took their outline and filled in the blanks without really putting a lot of i don't want to say thought because i mean the other co-writers is an academy award winner uh chris terrio but he also is credited as right for writing um justice league and batman v superman so we can't really say that he's all that great um, but yeah, I think maybe they just, they ran out of time. I think, cause y- you can say what you, y- you know, I-, I mean, your opinion on last Jedi is your opinion. I'm not going to say like that you're wrong on like that movie not being good. Like I said, I'm not a fan of star Wars, but I think two thirds of that movie, uh, is very good. And one third is ho-hum. But I think also that Ryan Johnson didn't necessarily care about Poe and, and that part of the story. I think he was su- I think he was super interested in, in the concept of the force and what that casino planet whatever it was called. You know, interesting enough, Ryan, is that I would say that out of all nine of these movies now, that the Last Jedi is the least like a Star Wars movie as fil- as far as how it's filmed, how it's done. The no, I agree. It's slow, it's very slow paced. Like it, or, there, or it's, even it's just pretty glacial. Just the overall feel. You have a lot of downward camera shots. You know, going from uh, kind of waist looking up, or you have a lot of the uh, the scenic shots that you you had kind of in that as well too. 
um, just really just kind of weird entrance shots. There was not a lot. Of, there was uh, there was camera follows, which there was not should have been in Star Wars movies. Star Wars is known for doing their um, transitions, and we can get a lot of those in in the Last Jedi. It seemed to be a different movie, uh, the Last Jedi, and that's just um, I don't know. It's just interesting to hear you say that. Someone who was not a fan of Star Wars likes the least Star Wars esque movie. Wait, so Jordan, uh, you dislike Knives Out? Um, no, I don't dislike Knives Out. What, what's Knives Out have to do with this? Same, Ryan same Johnson's director. in this movie. Ryan Johnson, yeah, he directed that one. He said all his movies are shit, and then I realized that we haven't reviewed Knives Out. And Was that your review? Yeah, no, it's my review. Fuck Ryan Johnson, I don't care. That's <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't care. So. All right, end it there then. Well, everybody who was listening to this episode, thank you so much for a wonderful 2019. This is it. We are done for the year. Uh, we are going to take our holiday break. We'll be back in two and a half weeks to review the Irish man. Men? Irish man? Irish, Irish man. man. Irish Maybe. man. We're coming back with the Irish men, and don't worry, sometime soon in the next month, we will be uh, doing the Mandalorian series because we want to review that one as well. So we'll be coming back with the Irishman here uh, in, in the first couple weeks of January. Thank you so much for a wonderful year. Ryan and Eric, thank you so much for joining me this year for Movie Guys Podcast. And we'll be back next year. Don't forget to check us out at MovieGuysPodcast.com, MovieGuysPodcast.Podby.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, on social media, all the platforms. Download us on iTunes and every place that you download your podcast you can listen to us from. Ryan and Eric, thank you so much. Any final thoughts or words of wisdom in 2019, Eric? Yeah, see you at the movies. There you go. Ryan, anything do you want to say for the end of the year? I love you. Me or the fans? You love me or the fans? The fans. The fans. I love the person listening listening through their headphones or their car. Thank you for your time. Awesome. And uh, shout out to California, the number one state to download us in 2019. Shout out. I don't know why I just had to do it. So anyway, have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you next year in 2020. Bye.